unprecedented. A word that only begins to describe the collaborative struggle we've endured the last several years. Hi, I'm Katie with Bountiful Living. And every time I think about how things used to be and the way they are now, and how so many of us are working and striving for what we used to call normal, we keep waiting for it to come. And every time we turn around, it seems that something is pulling the carpet out from under us. Today, it's food shortages and gas prices that have tripled in just a few short months. And businesses having to shut their doors, unable to keep up with this new economic climate. This world we've inherited, it's not something that any of us want. It's not what we desire. We desire reliability for our lives to be secure and successful. But the last few years, if they've taught us one thing, safety and security in this world is going to disappoint. It crumbles and fades away like a vapor. James 4.14 says, But you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring. For your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes. So what do we do then? What do we do with all this heaviness, this weight that is crushing us? Is there anywhere we can turn? Is there anything trustworthy and dependable? Yes, we can come to Jesus. In Matthew 11, Jesus says to us, Are you weary and carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. Wow, at first glance, this really just seems too good to be true. But it's not. In fact, all throughout the Gospels, Jesus is constantly trying to explain to people who he is and why he's here. Some figure it out right away, like the woman at the well. And others, well, they're a tough sell. Especially people like the Pharisees whom Jesus was speaking to in John chapter 10. To set the scene a little bit, Jesus is there in the portico of Solomon during the Feast of Dedication. And we would know this today as modern-day Hanukkah. And so it's winter at the time, and Jesus is imploring to the Pharisees, Listen to this eternal truth. I am the gate, Jesus says. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. I'm the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. And of course, he is giving a parable here. Jesus is always trying to find different ways to explain things to help people understand. He is showing what a stark contrast he is to the enemy and thief of this world. And for anyone who has spent more than five minutes in this world, knows it's harsh. It's full of injustice, strife, and striving. Satan, a thief set out to steal, destroy, and oppose everything Christ came to give. 
We see Satan's tactics show up in so many ways. It can look like abandonment, fear, despair, even all the hate that is being spewed all over social media. However, with Christ, he represents what is good, kind, faithful. He is our protector, and he wants our freedom. And just so we're clear, knowing Jesus and choosing life in him is not some magic pill to make bad things go away or for trials to disappear entirely. We're not going to focus too much on this today, but the Bible does tell us in James 1-2 to count it all joy when we fall into various trials, knowing the testing of our faith produces patience. And in 1 Peter 4-12, the Apostle Peter is saying to us, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange was happening to you. You see, when we give our life and heart to Christ, when we make him Lord of our life, he becomes our pathway through the suffering and trials that our enemy Satan puts in our path. You see, life in Christ is not something we have to imagine. It is real, tangible, and available. In him, we are unified. In him, there is no greed or selfish motive. In him, we have peace and security. In him, we never hunger or thirst. In him is life, life eternal, and life today. So just how do we get this bountiful life in Christ? God was faithful to lead me back to my study that I've been doing in the Gospel of John. And I recalled Jesus having this interaction with Nicodemus. And he's also a Pharisee, just like the ones that Jesus is talking to in John chapter 10. And I've heard this story, heard it countless times, but in this deep dive, I truly understood that Jesus himself was not just talking to Nicodemus, but he was telling all of us what it means to be saved. I can imagine them having this late night discussion as this Pharisee, the ruler of the Jews, who was well-versed in the law, in the Torah, came to talk to Jesus, knowing he had come from God. Because as it says in John 1, 2, no one can do the things that Jesus did, the signs, the miracles, unless God is with him. This fascinating exchange that we're not going to go into depth today, but Jesus tells Nicodemus plainly in John three fifteen, the Son of Man, and he's referring to himself there, is ready to be lifted up so that those who truly believe in him will not perish, but be given eternal life. This verse is right before the famous one that I'm sure just about everyone has heard from John 3.16. For here is the way God loved the world, that he gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but have everlasting life. Over. And over again throughout scripture, it tells us to believe. And while I could sit here and quote verse after verse, the Apostle Paul offers a very direct message to the Romans on what this means, what it means to be saved, to be a follower of Christ. Romans 10 9 says, And what is God's living message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. And here's the essential part here. For if you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you experience salvation. 
We hear verse 9 quoted all the time, but it's actually when you put verse 9 and 10 together and read them side by side, we gain really essential understanding to what faith does in our lives. So I'm going to read those side by side one more time. This is from Romans 10, 9 through 10. For if you publicly declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you experience salvation. The heart that believes in Christ receives the gift of righteousness of God. And then the mouth confesses, resulting in our salvation. Through our faith, through our belief in Jesus, that he is the Son of God, that he died on the cross and was rose again on the third day, we are made righteous. We are made right with God. This is why it says that we cannot do this with our works. We cannot earn our salvation. This is something that Jesus does. And it is our faith and our belief in him that we are made righteous. Christ is the antidote. He is the alternative to the things of this world. He came to seek and to save the lost. He came to make us right with God so that we could receive eternal life. He came to restore what was broken and what was lost. He came to be our hope. He came for our peace. And as you're sitting here listening today, maybe you're someone who confessed Jesus as Lord a long time ago. And so the message today is one reminding you who Christ is, reminding you to stay connected to him. John 15, 5 says, I am the sprouting vine, you are my branches. As you live in union with me, As your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But those who live separate from the vine, from Christ, you are powerless. And there are probably some of you who are undecided of who Jesus is. I'll share a parable from Luke 6, 46-49. Jesus says, Let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. So when the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest, for he built it wisely and on the right foundation. But to the one who has not heard my teaching and does not obey, it is like a man who builds a house without laying any foundation at all. And when the storms and floods rage against that house, it will immediately collapse and be a total loss. Which one of these two builders will you be? And I ask that to you today. Which one of these two builders will you be? Will you be like the one who built their life safely and securely on a strong, firm foundation, or the one who builds a house without laying any foundation at all. Because we know the storms of life come. It's not if they will come, it's when. How is the life that you've built going to fare? How has your life fared in these last few years? Have you put your faith in the world? Or have you placed your faith in Jesus? 
My friend, today is the day of salvation. If you have not built a strong foundation on him, you can do that today. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead after he died on a cruel cross for my sin and that I am made right with you, that that sin is forgiven, that it is cleansed because of the work on the cross, because of what Jesus did for me, because of his love for me, because of his obedience. He surrendered his body to be broken for me. Thank you, God. I confess that you are God. I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life. And because of that, I am saved. Because of you, because of my faith in you, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me from the harshness of this world. Thank you for giving me life today and also eternal life, which is only found in you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, all of heaven is rejoicing. We'd love to hear about your decision. You can reach out to me at bountifulliving.net. Also check out the Discover page where it can tell you more about how to find a local church and to get your hands on a Bible because that is the most important thing is to begin reading God's Word because it's His love letter to you. It is a place where we'll find hope. It is our place where we find truth, answers, encouragement, love. And for those of you who need prayer today, maybe you're going through a rough time, you can reach out to us on the website as well. Again, that is bountifulliving.net. Until next time, I'm praying for you, and I encourage you to set your life firmly upon the rock of Jesus Christ.